First, we thought the Green Bay Packers starters were playing on Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. It sounds like some players thought they would be playing, but Matt LaFleur confirmed on Tuesday they would be sitting. What that means for the players who will be playing and perhaps a couple who won't be. Plus, a surprising move at safety. What that means for that position group and a trade along the offensive line. We break it all down on today's show. Are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. I'm glad we spent 10 minutes talking about whether or not the Packers should play their starters yesterday, only to come in and find out before I'd even widely promoted the podcast that Matt LaFleur announced that starters will not be playing, or at least the starters who have not already been playing. So he meant specifically, and he said as much, guys along the offensive line, like Josh Nyman is going to play. Josh Myers is going to play. JRJ is going to play. We'll see what the starting lineup is along the offensive line. This is something worth monitoring. There's still this battle between what's going on at right guard and right tackle, Zach Tom, Jake Hansen, and Royce Newman. Now we know Cole Van Lannen not in the mix even if he wasn't really in the mix to start, was certainly in the mix to make the 53-man roster. We'll get to that trade coming up a little bit later. Christian Watson, according to Matt LaFleur, is available as of now to play, and if he's ready to go, he will play. That means unless he gets hurt tomorrow in practice or walkthrough or whatever they have, he's going to play on Thursday, which means Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and essentially the starting offensive line against a Chiefs defense that we expect to be pretty intense. A group of starters that has played this preseason. Now, is it going to be the whole group? We'll see. Andy Reid has played Patrick Mahomes. He's played starters on that side of the ball. Juju Smith-Schuster is hurt, so we'll see. It doesn't sound like he's going to play, but this will be a really nice test for this offense. If Steve Spagnuolo is going to dial up some stuff, because there are some teams and we'll see how the Chiefs treat this, but there have been some teams out there that have said their coaches have said the reporters covering those teams have said they are going to treat the third game of the preseason like a dress rehearsal. The Packers not going to do that. There'll be plenty of other teams. The Rams, for example, probably not going to do that. Is that a good or a bad thing? I think, we, you know, we covered that yesterday. I don't, I don't really want to deal with that, but Christian Watson yesterday working with the starters, like he is going to be a real part of this offense. It is Alan Lazard as the, I think, undisputed number one receiver to start the season. Randall Cobb is going to be in those three 
um, those three receiver sets a lot. But Alan Lazard is going to be in the slot a lot too, which means you're going to need multiple outside receivers out there. That means essentially a rotating cast of characters with Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs. And I thought it was interesting. Two great anecdotes from Aaron Rodgers. He said, the standard to which Romeo Dobbs is being held is just different than most rookies. It's not the standard that they've held rookies to in the last five, six years. And he said, Christian Watson, in the huddle, he told Christian Watson to do something and he went out and just did it, having never done it before. That means Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown. I mean, it's not a long list of like really good receivers who have come through because they haven't drafted really anyone of note since Devontae Adams. But th this group is going to be out there. And so it is really exciting to see Christian Watson on the field for the first time as a Green Bay Packer. It's going to be really exciting to see him on the field with Romeo Dobbs and Amari Rogers and Jordan Love. This could be a group that is the future of the Green Bay Packers. People are sick of hearing me talk about Jordan Love. I get it. We're not even going to really talk about Jordan Love today. We'll talk plenty about him on our Friday show. I'm still working to see if we can go live. We're, we're in the midst of, of making a, a behind-the-scenes change in terms of the technical side. We, we don't need to get into it, but the moral of the story is I don't know if I'm going to be able to go live. We will. Our Friday show will, of course, be the Thursday recap. I'm hopeful we can go live. Um, follow me on Twitter tomorrow. I'll, I'll make the official announcement if we can, in fact, go live after the game. That'll be on the Locked on Packers YouTube page if we are there. Um, and so go subscribe. Go check that out. Um, and check my Twitter feed before you go there. But getting to see those guys on the field together is so exciting. And especially if the Chiefs are going to play some guys. How much are the Packers going to show? Presumably, they, they want... Christian Watson to get work in um, positions where he's going to be on the field. Same with Romeo Dobbs. They still, I think, have decisions to make with Juwan Winfrey and Samori Toure about where they're going to be on the roster. Winfrey clearly ahead of Toure at this point on the receiver roster. Where are they they're both playing? <laughs> are we really going to call it defense? I'm not going to call it defense. Special teams. I, I think Winfrey has the inside track there. I think... Toure ends up on the practice squad. There's a lot to be excited about offensively. There are some defensive players that I, that I want to get to when we talk about the safety position, which we're going to do in a little bit because that is now very much up for grabs. But I want to see Devontae Wyatt against a starting Chiefs offensive line. I want to see him get some reps in there. Like, go out there and, and do it. Go out there and try and make some plays. I want to see Quay Walker. We talked about this yesterday. I want to see Quay Walker make some plays. Give him an extended run. I don't need to see more Chris Barnes. I know what that looks like. Let's see Quay Walker. I, I assume they want to see Quay Walker in some more extended reps as well. We saw Russell Douglas playing some safety. I wonder if that has to do with Vernon Scott being released with the injury designation. It could be a fun experiment especially in base so defensively I think there's a lot of of good to be gained from going up against Patrick Mahomes your corners probably not a big deal Sean Davis is he going to be out there Micah Abernathy are they going to be your starting safeties that would be cool you get to see them in action against Mahomes what are you getting from 
these edge guys trying to make the team. Kingsley Anigbare is not trying to make the team. He's on the team. But Jonathan Garvin, Tipa Naliai, some of the other um, interior defenders, TJ Slayton trying to carve out a home. Can they show enough against what we, again, assume is going to be a starting offense to, to make the team? I think it's going to be a really nice uh, ch- uh, challenge for them, the same way it is going to be for Jordan Love and these rookie receivers. I think that's really, really exciting to get to see them in not a, not a real game, but a game against real players, against guys who are in the league, who are going to continue to be in the league, who are going to start for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Now, we can find out, you know, um, five minutes from now that, that none of these guys are going to play. And this is all going to seem silly in a way. But even so, even if it's backups, you're seeing Christian Watson on the field for the first time as a Green Bay Packer. Mike Abernathy is going to get a real chance to earn a spot on this team. Maybe someone like Chris Slayton finds a way to make this team. Uh, you know, maybe uh, one of these cornerbacks, Rico Gafford, makes a special teams play that gets him extra consideration to make this team. Gets an interception, even off a backup quarterback. The These games matter a lot. And to get one more opportunity to see these players, because the Packers are going to play, not starters, but a lot of guys who are going to have to be meaningful players on this team. I hope the Chiefs play their starters so that we get a worthy test, particularly of this Packers offensive group to see where they're at in their development because Romeo Dobbs is going to play starters. Christian Watson is going to play against starters. This offensive line, clearly, they're going to play against starters in the regular season. So how ready for that are they? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, we're going to talk about the a couple, I think, relatively surprising things that went down yesterday with the Packers transactions. But before we do that, let's talk about LinkedIn. And this is a company that, look, everyone knows what LinkedIn does, what LinkedIn is. Uh, you probably have a profile. And as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 800 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small business rate LinkedIn Jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the Locked On Podcast Network, so go make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. So Vernon Scott was cut um, with an injury designation. Dallin Leavitt, who it seemed like had a more serious injury, um, is still on the team, which seems to indicate that he's got a, a good chance of making or at least ending up on, you know, PUP or IR or something. 
um, of being on the team at some point this season. Now, whether he's on the final 53, whether he's ever active, we'll see. But clearly, they like something about what he brings to this team, probably the special team's prowess. So this is already a pretty thin safety room. Sean Davis has been running with the ones um, while Darnell Savage has been recovering from this hamstring injury. And after that now, what do we, what's, what's exactly happening? Ennis Gaines has not been able to practice because he's been hurt. Now he's, he's just getting back to work, but he was someone that, that couldn't really um, be on this team last year. So uh, what, what exactly is the plan? Tariq Carpenter is really there for special teams. So who is, who is going to be the guy? It, it sounds like Mike Abernathy is going to get a real chance to now make this team to be the fourth safety. And if they actually need a safety on the field, I think Tariq Carpenter safely for special teams is going to be on the team. But Mike Abernathy, an elite athlete, a relative athletic score over nine. Another interesting wrinkle, though, is this Russell Douglas piece. There was some discussion. Could he be a safety? Could he play safety? If Darnell Savage is not ready to go week one against a Minnesota Vikings team, that okay, now we think they're going to be more in that sort of 11 personnel kind of personality versus what they were last year. Let's play 12 personnel. Let's play with a fullback and, and just try and overpower you when the Packers played a lot of base. This year, they're probably going to play a lot more three receiver sets, and so you're going to live in nickel. But against a team where you're going to be in base a lot, maybe maybe you would consider playing Russell Douglas as a safety. Maybe you would consider, hey, Darnell Savage at the star. There's a lot of different ways that you can make this, this work. But your depth all of a sudden is perilously thin because, again, leave it as hurt. Ennis Gaines has not practiced and, and did not prove to be an NFL caliber player last year. Tariq Carpenter has done really nothing and, and was drafted in the seventh round to be a special teams player. Um, now, they brought in Devontae Cross, but they, he's been on the team for, what, a week? So that really leads Abernathy with a really good chance to make the team, unless they're going to like change KB Adento's position again, or Rico Gafford's position again, or Keyshawn Nixon, like, Oh, you're a safety now. Like this is, it, it's weird the way they've handled this position. I, I understand having a lot of confidence in Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, because they're both really good players when they're healthy. Darnell Savage has, has had some issues staying healthy. And so, okay, what happens if Amos misses a game while Darnell Savage is hurt, do you have two NFL safeties on this roster? Now, we don't know if Vernon Scott was an NFL safety, right? But at least he had been on the team. They had seen him practice. They'd seen him prepare. They knew his strengths and weaknesses. They could at least game plan around what he does well and what he doesn't do so well based on what they've seen. Now, you're dealing with a lot of unknowns. Sean Davis really just got here. That will leave it almost literally just got here. Tariq Carpenter is a rookie. Ennis Gaines, we've, we've not really seen an NFL action. Devontae Cross just got here. Mike Abernathy just got here. And it's not like you're getting veteran players. It's not like a couple years ago when Trey Boston was out there. There was, there was this you know, swath of veteran safeties that could have been had by anybody for nothing. 
these are these are not proven NFL players. So it, it, it's a little puzzling that this is the way that they've chosen to handle it. This is now, I don't know, like three or four years in a row where I'm just sort of like, why, why do they not care about the depth of the safety position? Like, why are they cool dealing with like Will Redmond as the backup? And by the way, that cost them in the NFC Championship game. He dropped what would have been a huge interception at the end of the first half. Instead, Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Scotty Miller and essentially puts the game out of reach at that point. Will Redmond was never a player who was the caliber of kind of guy who, who could be a useful player for you on the field. And yet that was their backup safety that prevented them from going out and making other moves. Like, yeah, you got Darnell Savage and you signed Adrian Amos. What's your backup plan? And they basically said, well, who cares? Even when backup safeties are core to what your special teams tends to look like. It's, and they admitted that when they drafted Tariq Carpenter, essentially. They brought in a bunch of these guys now, Sean Davis, down, leave it, special teams. Devontae Cross has at least been, you know, on an, on another team. But just briefly was in Washington. And so for them to to treat it this way is is a little puzzling to me. Unless the plan is just to say, okay, well, if 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 there's a problem, there's always a solution. You can go out in the street and find like I, I don't I don't know if that's the case right now. Like who are the who are the free agent safeties you could go get? Is there a trade to be made? Maybe, and this is something we're going to talk about in a second. Given what that happened with Cole Van Lannan, and given the progress that's being made by someone like Caleb Jones, could you have someone like? And given the accelerated timeline of Zach Tom, could Royce Newman be trade bait? You use him to go get a veteran safety. Could you trade one of these receivers? Maybe Juwan Winfrey, maybe Amari Rogers to get a safety. Now, if you're going to use Amari Rogers, I think that's a good enough chip to play for maybe a veteran edge rusher. If that's something that you think you can get. Cutdowns are going to keep happening. I think the Packers, you know, they have this early preseason game, so they're going to, they're going to watch it play out. They're going to have their board. They're going to be going, okay, it could be X, Y, Z. And their final 53 as of Tuesday doesn't have to be their final 53 as of week one and certainly doesn't have to be their final 53 as of week 10. There's a lot of time left here, but but the way that this was handled just preemptively before we even see what happens, the depth is is perilously thin, perilously thin. And and that's been true for, for three years. I thought last year, or two years ago, I thought they would add some depth, a third safety. Last year, I thought they would add some depth, a third safety. This year, I thought they would add some depth, a third safety. Now, they kind of did. We talked about this with Quay Walker. They want to play a lot more true nickel. But Quay Walker can't play literal safety. So this is this is just a little, a little word of caution here, a little red flag to go... Nah, I don't know if this is the best way that to, to have this handled. Now, if Darnell Savage plays 17 games and Adrian Amos plays 17 games and they're available in the playoffs and they're killing it, awesome. Awesome. But that is that is a risky game to play. That's a dangerous game to play. And I don't know if it's one that, that frankly, I would want to play. 
We're going to finish up here in a second. Before we do, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check out all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Cole Van Lannan traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a seventh round pick. Not, not hugely surprising given Jake Hansen's ascension. And when I put together my 53-man roster for the leap, I had Cole Van Lannan on it, but I had Jake Hansen off of it. Well, Jake Hansen allegedly made some sort of leap. I don't know that personally I see much of a leap. I don't, I don't know that he looks that much better to me. The Packers clearly see something with him that I don't. I, I think he's fine. I think he's gotten better, but better from not an NFL player to like a a borderline rosterable player. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. But Zach Tom is clearly better. So I just don't know what we're doing here. That said, Cole Van Lannan kind of squeezed out here because Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, you have two backup tackles. Royce Newman is is another guy who can play tackle. So, okay, you're not a tackle. Well, Zach Tom, guard, you have now something from Jake Hansen who's playing guard and backup center. Sean Ryan was drafted to play guard. Plus you have John Runyon Jr. So how many guards can you roster? And I think part of this has to do with how impressive Caleb Jones has been. He's not just some big uh, monstrous guy who is a, a, a novelty. He can really play. And we saw it against the Saints. He was ending, dude, showing the kind of power you would want from someone that big. Hasn't always in his career played to that size, but when he does, oh boy, it's impressive. And I'm I'm really excited to get to see him in this last preseason game. He has a chance to, to make this roster outright. And again, I think when you look at his development, Zach Tom's development, the fact that Sean Ryan is going to continue to be on this team and they apparently love Jake Hansen and they apparently think it's better to have Jake Hansen at right guard than Royce Newman at right guard. Now, we'll see when Alan Jenkins is healthy who that first team is out there. But I could see someone like Royce Newman being next. Maybe Jake Hansen is next. They have some some guys because and this is this is something Brandon Thorne and I talked about when he came on the show a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> there are there are probably four guys who could credibly play offensive tackle for the Packers. I mean, Zach Tom and Yash Nyman behind their starters. That's four guys. There are teams that don't have two guys. There are teams that barely have one guy who can credibly play tackle in the NFL. Packers have four guys who look like they can credibly play tackle. We know for sure three. Zach Tom looks like he can do it. Okay, so then Royce Newman is a guard. Okay, well, Royce Newman lost his job last year, and now Jake Hansen is doing this thing, and Zach Tom is doing his thing, and they drafted Sean Ryan, and they have John Runyon Jr. So how many of those guys do you need? And what is his upside? And is it comparable to someone like 
a Caleb Jones? I think these are these are the kind of questions that you have to be asking when it comes to um, final cuts. I mean, there there it, it's essential to what you are projecting as a GM. I know a coach is always going to want the guy who's ready now, but a GM, and this is why Jason and I do this, America's guest. We do the, the conversations from the eyes of the GM and the coach. Because the coach doesn't always have the same kind of incentive that your GM does. And so those um, sometimes competing goals are not always reflected in the final product because eventually someone wins and you don't actually know what that push-pull was. Maybe the coach pushed hard for this player, but the GM is going, no, no, no. On some teams, the coach has final 53 say. So you don't even know. Uh, what the GM's position was. For the Packers, the roster is, is Goody's, but clearly they have a working relationship with Matt LaFleur. I think Matt LaFleur is going gonna, is gonna to talk to guys like Aaron Rodgers to have input. And I, I could see another move coming here with the offensive line, but this is an extremely deep group right now. I think it's easy to be excited about someone like Caleb Jones. I know I am obviously very excited about Zach Tom. I mentioned yesterday, Sean Ryan, not off to a great start, but I think has the right attitude and the right physical traits to, to grow into this player that, that we think he could be, that I think he could be. It's going to take time to get used to playing guard, and that's okay. Zach Tom had played on the inside before. Sean Ryan was a tackle. I think they have some decisions to make here about who is really a part of their long-term future and then who might have some value. I would not be surprised if there's another he deal here with the offensive line. Um, and, you know, whether it's Royce Newman or Jake Hansen, or maybe it's maybe it's Caleb Jones, although I don't think he has enough juice to get much in a trade package. Just something to think about. It's something that, that uh, speaking of America's guest, Jason Hirschhorn, he, he actually posed this question to me. Could Royce Newman be on the trading block? And made me think, well, maybe it's not just Royce Newman. Maybe it's Jake Hansen. Maybe it's someone else. It's, it is an interesting question to me, but I think there's, there's a lot to be excited about with this offensive line because there's so many permutations. There's so much talent. The question is, are they going to be ready week one? Who's going to be ready week one? What is it going to look like? Who's going to be playing? We don't know. We don't know yet. But it is I think not even just okay. It is easy. It is justifiable, justifiable to be excited about what's going on with the offensive line in Green Bay. This is one of the best developmental coaching staffs in the league at offensive line. The offensive coordinator is an offensive line coach by trade. So I think you can expect that the Packers are going to have this buttoned up. You know, maybe not week one, but but you know, first month kind of situation. Once everyone's healthy, it's going to be go time. It's going to be go time. All right, back tomorrow. Uh, plenty more to get to here as we get toward week one. Um, we'll do a very short show tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm thinking we do an interview just that like a like a summer Friday, but we'll do it on Wednesday, just so that it's something that you can watch on Friday or over the weekend that is not game specific. We'll talk you know broad stuff. Um, and I haven't I have not locked down who that's going to be yet. But um, if you have suggestions, send them to me.
Maybe I can work it out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.